Need a solution for easily creating, publishing, and selling online courses? Find out about one in this episode of the Learning Revolution Podcast. Hey there, and thank you for listening. This is episode 15 of the Learning Revolution Podcast, and I am your host, Jeff Cobb. Learning Revolution is the podcast that helps you to grow your audience, build a thriving education and training business, and change the world. One of the things that I've found very exciting about the whole learning landscape in recent years, in fact, one of the things that's really made the whole revolution possible is that it's now possible for a solo subject matter expert or a small organization of any type to have the capabilities to to create and publish and sell online courses. That sounds like something relatively simple, but you know, even a decade ago, that was just, uh, well, you would be pulling your hair out to try to make something like that happen. So I'm very excited today to be talking to somebody who uh, has founded and, and runs a company that uh, specifically supports subject matter experts and uh, other types of uh, organizations in creating and publishing online courses. That's Paul Johnson, who is a co-founder of a company called Pathright. We'll turn to that interview with Paul in just a minute, but a couple of things I wanted to mention before that. One is that, as always, you can get show notes for this episode of the Learning Revolution podcast. To get the show notes for this episode, just go to learningrevolution.net slash episode 15. I also wanted to mention, particularly since I am talking to podcast listeners, that Learning Revolution, or Leading the Learning Revolution, the book, is actually available in an audio version. So if you wanted to get the entire contents of Leading the Learning Revolution, you can just go to learningrevolution.net slash audio, and that will direct you to where you can grab the, the full audio version of Leading the Learning Revolution. Now, let's get on with that interview with Paul Johnson of Pathright. I am joined today by Paul Johnson, who is a co-founder of Pathright, which is a company that provides an easy, intuitive platform for authoring and selling online courses. Welcome, Paul. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for having me on your program. I'm really glad to be here. Well, thanks so much for taking the time. And um, it seems like a a natural starting point here uh, would be, could you just tell us, uh, tell the listeners a little bit about what Pathright is and, and what your vision is for the company in this crazy world of online education we're in right now? Sure, yeah. Um, Pathright is basically a platform for online schools. So basically it's everything you'd need to launch one course or multiple courses under your own name and brand and then optionally even sell those courses to your audience, whether they're people that you know locally or any student all over the world. So this obviously could be a, a, an actual school, a, you know, a college or a university, uh, maybe a K through twelve institution, but it could also just be really any solo subject matter expert who says, "I've got an idea and I want to put it out there and, and maybe generate some income off of it." Yeah, absolutely. It could be one person um, that has like a lot of knowledge and just wants to teach one course. They, we have several um, what we call pathrights teaching that way, and um, it could be a team of those that basically work together to do something a little bit more comprehensive, or it could be an actual school. We have a few of those teaching on Pathright as well. So as far as the size of the audience and the, the number of teachers that might teach under one Pathright school, it can be anywhere from one to hundreds. 
Okay. Okay. And now I'm intrigued because you know online education has is, is obviously been around for a, a while. I know I've been uh, dabbling in it uh, and working intently in it for that matter for uh, more than a decade now. But I've noticed just in the past few years there seem to be more efforts to provide technologies that might support those individual experts or teachers that uh, we were just talking about. So you know you don't have to be a school, you don't have to be a university. You can be that individual going out to the world. Why, why is that? What, what's the, the big opportunity that you're seeing, and, and obviously investors uh, seem to be seeing it as well, that maybe wasn't there a, a few years ago for, for those types of people? Yeah, that's a great question. And um, I think there are several aspects to that. Um, I mean, as you noted, for a long time, learning software companies were really focused on serving the large universities, the school systems, like the big business enterprises. Um, and I think there's a few reasons that um, the software industry as a whole and investment has kind of shifted to helping individual experts and teachers. And for one, I think a big factor, of course, is that traditional education isn't really fulfilling the promise that it once did. It used to be if you went and got a degree, then basically at least the idea was that that guaranteed you a job in that field. And we're starting to see more and more that that's not necessarily the case and students are kind of losing their trust in the high cost um, and the value that they get for an a undergrad or grad degree in a lot of fields. Um, so, for example, like I have some friends, and I think a lot of people would have a friend that maybe studied art in school, and they want to become a professional artist, but they end up instead working at a call center or a coffee shop to try to make a living, and that art kind of becomes a side thing. And it's not necessarily because they're not talented or they're not skilled, just they haven't learned kind of how to be a professional from the the educational institution that they attended. Um, so it's got a lot of people basically just looking at the current state of the system, especially higher education, and thinking, you know, there's got to be a better way. Um, and then expert professional teachers are able to kind of step in here because, for one thing, um, they are already professionals in their field. So um, they basically have, they know not just the skills that you need to know, but they know how to make it work um, in business or field of study that they're in. So it's it's taking it less um, or a little bit out of maybe the purely abstract um, realm and into the practical realm where it can actually be used. Um, so, I mean, as professionals, like a professional expert teacher doesn't really get paid to do um, what they do unless they can actually do it. And um, like I've, uh, when, when uh, my business partner and I, who's also my twin brother, um, went through school, we we kind of took some web design courses, we took some development courses, but we really didn't learn um, a lot in that system. We learned mostly just kind of on our own and through online resources that were available. And that's something that we're also seeing um, more and more of um, is just freely available education online that rivals or even surpasses like what you might get at an educational institution. Right, right. That's intriguing. I didn't, I didn't realize that uh, your, your twin brother was your business partner. I mean, what kind of background did the, the two of you have coming into this? Have, have you done other startups? Have you been you know, teachers yourselves? What, what, what brought you to this? Yeah, well, um, Mark and I, um, my twin brother Mark, who's also the business partner, co-founder of Pathright, um, we started writing software when we were about 13, and this was during the uh, 19, around 1998, 1999, the beginning of kind of the internet bubble, or towards the end of it, actually. Um, and we started um, designing websites and writing software for some of the soft, uh, for startups that were um, a part of that bubble. Um, 
And we really just found that we loved that, and we started doing that um, all through high school and all through college. We actually paid our way through college by writing software for the school that we worked for. And um, that was actually where we got started thinking about education and what we could do with software design and development to improve it, because we were writing the software, but then we were using this software that the school had. I think it was like a really basic version of Moodle at the time, Um, and just seeing like how much better that could be um, really just got us started thinking about education or what we could do with software education. Um, so right out of school, we worked for um, several companies. Um, we finally ended out at a small illustration, animation, and design studio. Um, and we were writing software for um, like websites that powered some um, books that the illustrators had illustrated, or we would make uh, kind of interactive flash games with some of the illustrators and the animators. Um, and one of the things that we wanted to do there was actually supplement some of the artists and the company income by providing art training online. Mm. Um, so we were looking around, you know, there's got to be a way to do this. This was around 2006, 2007, and we, um, we didn't really find anything that worked. Um, and unfortunately, that company kind of streamlined and went and didn't, that, it didn't really work out um, to do that there. But in 2009, um, Mark and I went and founded a design and development company called Duo Interactive. And um, we worked with customers on custom software and websites. Um, And it just happens that right at the time that we had left um, the previous company and founded our own, one of our largest customers was uh, looking to offer some online courses as well. Um, And they were using a system called Moodle, an open source platform. Mm Mm-hmm. And they had actually um, sold quite a few courses, and they had, I think, about at the time, about 400 students taking these courses. But there had been um, basically six months, and I think they only had three or so completed. So they were just kind of wondering, you know, what are we doing wrong here? Um, so we took a look at it, and again, we could kind of spot the problem fairly quickly as far as how they were implementing Moodle and some of the design issues that were at play there. So we we researched again, trying to find you know, by now there's got to be something better here for um, offering fully online courses. And we really just didn't find anything. Um, Now, what we did find is that basically the marketplace is kind of split into two areas. Like there are learning management systems or an LMS like Moodle or Blackboard Mm -hmm. or more recently like Lore or Canvas. Um, And those are really designed to kind of supplement an on-campus education. So the education is happening in real time in a classroom and the LMS is kind of a repository for files and assignments and a shared calendar that kind of works around that. But it's not really meant to deliver the full online education. Um, and then in the meantime, there have been some marketplaces, of course, like Udemy and Skillshare and iTunes U that have launched that basically sell one-off courses right. a third-party market provider. Um, but neither of those things were really what this customer needed and what we had wanted before to offer the online art courses. Um so that's really where the idea for Pathrite came from. So we actually came back to this customer that we were designing a website for at the time, and we pitched the idea for it, what would be the initial version of Pathrite. And they actually partnered with us to kind of fund the the first version of that product product and get that out there. Right, right. Well, that's always a great way to get a product off the ground is to, to already have a customer for it. So, And, and that's probably a good segue there into um, can you just – I know it's something you really need to experience visually, but can you kind of describe for us – 
what the process is in, in PathRight. So I'm an expert with an idea. I want to get it online, offer it as a course. What are the steps I go through? Okay, great. Um, well, first of all, and this isn't a required step, but this one that I would recommend is we have a online course called PathRight 101, and it only takes about 15 minutes to go through. And I, I basically walk through each of the main aspects of PathRight and going from an idea to an online course. Um, so if, if they'd like the more slightly more comprehensive version, PathRight 101 is a great place to start. Um, but in a nutshell, basically, you can create a PathRight account from PathRight.com and just go to hit sign up. And then you can create your own subdomain. Um, so it could be um, business.pathright.com, for example. And then once you have your PathRight account, it's completely free to get started. Um, you can create as many courses as you'd like. Um, now, in, in PathRight, a course is really a path of learning steps for your students to take. So you kind of start in designing this path of steps. And a step can be an action like watch something or read something or take this assessment or do this exercise or submit this kind of a project. Um, so really anything that you would want a student to do to get from one level of skill to another, you outline step-by-step step in this path. And you can group those steps into lessons or projects um, and then put them under main topic headings. But what I, we generally suggest is that basically the expert teacher just kind of starts in design mode. So basically they outline this path and it's really fluid so you can drag and drop things um, on one page to arrange the course however you want. Um, and this is really where a lot of the course design comes to play. And then once that course design, you're pretty happy with the path structure, um, is in place, then we recommend going through and adding the actual content to the steps. So the videos that they need to watch, the readings, building out the assessments. Um, and then once you're, um, you've got all that finished, you've got all the content added to the steps in the path, um, then generally we also recommend that the teacher invite a few friends or actual customers or students in to kind of test drive the course in a pilot mode. And you can do that by launching basically a private class. So one unique thing about PathRight is that you can have multiple classes for any course. You don't have to duplicate it. So I can have one class that's private that maybe I'm beta testing with and it might end at a certain date. Um, but then when I'm ready to launch, I can just create another class that's public. People can register for any time. may or may not be on a schedule. That's a decision you can make when you publish it. Um, it may or may not have a price on it. That's also um, can be set on the class level. Um, so once you're ready to launch it, you can go ahead and publish that to your catalog, which is included in your PathRate account. So this is a catalog that's not a shared PathRate um, marketplace. This is your own catalog under your own domain. Um, so any course you publish can, will be listed there um, as long as you have it set to public. And then students can either self-register or you can invite them to that public class. Um, in fact, actually, if it's a public class, they can invite each other as well from the classroom. Um, and, of course, launching is a huge step, um, but that's not the end of the game, as you know. Um, so the next thing we recommend is just generally some some basic tips for marketing a course um, and I don't know if that answers this, if you want to address that in a separate question. or Well, and so, I mean, basically, uh, the, the, the person or the organization that publishes the course has it there. Um, they, can then, they can then charge for it. And if I understand, you, you, you take a percentage of the sales is, is really your business model. But it's basically out there. And so at that point, they can, they can drive traffic to it. They can sell it to the world. And, and that's when they can start generating income off of it. Um, and, and to that marketing point, uh, 
I mean, it's, it's easy in theory to say I've got knowledge, I can go in, I can use this tool that's pretty intuitive and, and easy to, to publish something. It, it's another thing to actually make a business out of it, to, you know, and have a, have a go of generating some revenue mm-hmm. off of courses. What do you find are the characteristics of, of people or organizations that tend to be successful with doing that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, <clears throat> I, I think the thing that we see that is helps people sell the most number of courses and kind of get to a, a good size income quickly are basically the individual teachers who either have a pretty good size audience themselves already. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they've either built that through like a student base over time or they have a popular blog where they speak at conferences um, or they partner with somebody who does have a big audience. So maybe they're good friends with somebody who has an audience that's related to the field that they're teaching in. Um, so, for example, we have um, one customer who named Jason who's a CPA, but he's also like a CPA business consultant where he helps other CPA firms kind of think like business people, know how to market their firm. Um, and he, he's made since since he launched with Pathright, he's made over $60,000 selling his courses just on the side. Um, and he's been able to do that largely because he already had been investing and kept investing in an audience through his blog. And now he has a podcast and he goes around and speaks at other conferences. And then he teamed up with a few other people that had a similar um, following. Um, so we have another customer who basically he's an individual who doesn't have an audience himself, um, but he teamed up with a pretty popular teacher within the religious field um, who was distributing a lot of his courses via like DVDs and study guides. And then what he did with him is he, he took those, converted them to digital format, converted them into fully digital courses that are self-paced with Pathrate. And he's making um, a pretty good monthly income now just um, kind of leveraging that content that was already created, just not being distributed online. So that's another example. Um, but really, a lot of the success, of course, has um, it has to do with the quality of the teaching that will um, that will kind of grow organically over time. But more than that, especially initially, it has to do with building up a good audience um, and teaming up with people that have that audience, letting the people in your field know about it. Well, excellent. So this uh, this is you know not just theory; it's reality that you can put courses up there and actually you know generate an audience and, and, and generate some income off of them. So may, maybe to to wrap up here. Um, and I, and I don't want you to give away any competitive secrets, of course, but what, do you, what are you seeing down the road for Pathrite and, and the types of customers that, that you serve? What's the future hold? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I mean, education is right now the technology and the whole industry is kind of moving at what seems to be like lightning speed. Um, as far as where the market is going overall, um, basically, I think what we're seeing with these massive open online courses and those how those courses are being kind of packaged and used on all kinds of educational levels, we're kind of seeing a little bit of a gold rush on trying to get the definitive kind of online course in a cert, for a certain topic. So whether that's like accounting one or basic accounting, um, like edX and Harvard and MITx are trying to get um, that course. I, I read an interesting article. Um, about how actually Harvard, I think it was, no longer teaches basic accounting because there's an online course from Brigham Young University that's just so much better than anything they could offer. So they just have their freshmen take that. And I think and that's obviously happening at the kind of higher education level, but I think we're going to start seeing that happen more and more in specific industries where a really um, professional, articulate 
um, expert teacher is going to kind of own a certain topic um, on a course level. And then that course may be taken directly from the teacher or it may be taught um, in small groups all over the world um, and facilitated by another teacher. So in a big way, kind of what we're seeing is online courses becoming more than just online courses um, that are taken directly from the teacher or from the institution offering them, but them actually kind of in a way replacing what we've been using textbooks for and becoming kind of curriculum for other teachers to kind of tap into, customize to their own students' needs and help walk their students through that um, curriculum itself. So that's, from a big picture perspective, that's kind of where I see a lot of the what's being, what are currently just offered as one-off online courses going as um, basically being used not just um, for individual students, but also by teachers um, to help them teach more effectively. Well, great. Well, well thanks for, for that vision. I certainly see uh, things un- unfolding in, in a similar way. So um, just to, to finish up here, where can folks find you and, and Pathright online? Um, the best place to find us is www.pathright.com, and that's like shipwright or playwright. So it's P-A-T-H-W-R-I-G-H-T. All right, great. And like you said, there is the Pathright 101 course there. You can go there and, and set up a, a trial account, which I did, and you know, actually played with the software some. It is very, very easy to use, so I encourage folks to do that. Paul, thanks so much for taking the time to talk today. Thank you, Jeff. It was a pleasure. That's a wrap on my interview with Paul Johnson of Pathright. I encourage you to visit the Pathright site. Again, that is W-R-I-G-H-T for the right in Pathright. If you'll check out the show notes for this episode, I will also provide a link to the Pathright 101 course. The show notes, again, can be found at learningrevolution.net slash episode 15. As always, if you are enjoying what you're hearing here on the Learning Revolution podcast, I would be truly appreciative if you would go to iTunes and give it a rating uh, or a brief review. You can get there easily just by going to learningrevolution.net slash iTunes. And of course, while you're at it, uh, I'd really be grateful if you would share news of the Learning Revolution podcast with your friends and colleagues and family and whoever else you think might enjoy listening to and benefit from the podcast. You can do that easily by going to learningrevolution.net slash share, and that will automatically create a tweet for you to send out to the world. In the meantime, I am Jeff Cobb. I thank you for listening, and I am signing off from the Learning Revolution podcast.